Estás en el estudio con Dre, Big H y Triple C. Me das empaca, oíste? Silverback Chronicles Podcast. Silverbacks. Yo. That's all right there. Shout out to our girl Quindo. Out there in Jersey doing. Dang, dang, doing a thing. <laughs> she she's shaking a bacon over there. Wow. Wow. Getting that money. Getting it in. You know what I'm saying? Right. We back, ladies it, and gentlemen. It feels like we haven't been in a minute. I don't know. I, don't I know, know, bro. Has the week been that long? When it's it just been by. so much. So yeah. much. So much. But world, what's up? It's your boys. We back. Silver Back Chronicles podcast. It's your boy, Big H. I got my brother, Dre. We here. Got my brother Triple C. Maintaining, chilling. Bro. Always, always. And ladies uh, and gentlemen, hope everybody's doing well, staying safe out there. Um, we got another phenomenal episode for you tonight. By the way, this is episode fifty-seven, cincuenta y siete. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You on it, son? I'm on it. <laughs> Street continues. Word. Uh, we got another phenomenal episode. Phenomenal. Uh, first and foremost, let's get into that triple C. Our sponsor, Stopbox USA. Don't forget discount code, all caps, Silverback Podcast, all caps, Silverback Podcast. We appreciate you. Stay safe always, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to keep it real brief. Give a shout out to just everybody living. Enjoying yourself. Stay safe. Keep squares out your circle. Mm. If you believe in yourself, that's the best one to believe in. Keep God first. And uh, it's out there for the taking. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be, just have a phenomenal work ethic. Have goals. Be a visionary. And write them down. Because if you don't write them down, they're not existing. Shots fired. Bow, bow. Dre, you got anything else? I want to start out, of course, Albino. Always Albino. That's my guy. That's our guy right there. What? Hardworking dude, man. He works hard. First choice, home improvement. All day, every day. And then the second person I'm going to shout out, yo. This, this woman right here. Yo, when you come across certain people, mm-hmm. just knowledgeable, just... This woman, her name... Uh, her name is, we call I call her Q. Her name is Q Nicole McNair. Okay. My homegirl, very close friend to the family. She is a super successful um, real estate investment. Mm. Not only that, but now she started her own CBD farm. Mm. So, like, 
You, you know, said like, you, you said farm, not a store. A, <laughs> farm. Has, no, no, no. <laughs> Be clear. Hey, bro. Big difference. She has a farm. Okay. Wow. Okay. Where she grows, say less. CBD, not THC. Where you get, you know, you Good. get all loopy. Right. Her get, stuff get a little is, fart in your, in your weed and shit. Her <laughs> stuff is like, her stu- yeah, her stuff. You, she grows CBD so that these companies could do like the the pain cream, um, the gummies to help you go to sleep. Wow. She's just fun. I had dinner. We had dinner uh, like the other day. Dope ass spot in New York City, and just just a wealth of knowledge. I'm Shout sure. out to her husband too. He has a trucking company. They're a problem. Shout out to everybody getting it, man. They, yo, they're getting it. Right. They, they're inspirational to me. As soon as you said farm. She has a farm. Bro. I knew it was different. Has, bro. Right. On her real estate side, because that's where she is. She, she went, first of all, she went to the University of Maryland. She's a beautiful black queen. She has a mobile trailer home that she owns. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the type of real estate she does. Nice. She has townhomes she has apartment buildings and then for shits and giggles i got a farm <laughs> i got a farm she's different different right i sat we sat with her friends and i'm um, forgive me sir i don't remember your name right now he was a um he wrote he writes books like children's books like you know how like back in the day there was a uh, you know like harry potter right but like more towards black mm-hmm. kids, though. An insane, like a well accomplished. I forgot his name. He pulled up in a cherry red Porsche 911. I said, "What? Wow. From writing books? That's what you're doing?" Like that's the type, like real low, like yeah. And beautiful. I pull, and I pull up in a fucking Chevy Spark. Like, <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up? But but it's but good look, on gas. Look though. at my Fendi. Look at this. Look at no no no. Right, different. Bro. But yeah, nah, different different people, man. Just every time I get around her, her, her husband, it's just you know you enjoy that that intellectual conversation. So yeah. shout out to her. WH Farms, uh, Q Nicole McNair on Instagram. Who who she, doesn't want to be a sponge to successful people? Yo, are you kidding me? You just sit there and you're like listening, like you All know right. what? There's nothing for me to say. I'm just gonna watch and listen. Damn, come on, man! God bless her. Keep doing it. We had a little right. business dinner at um Lave Lavi in DC, beautiful mm-hmm. restaurant, and yeah. just sitting there listening to these people talking. I'm like, just like, That's and they look so like us, right? That's dope. Co- couple mil. I ain't gonna show it. <laughs> They got bills. I ain't going to show it. Did you bring your notebook with you? You already know. I have my memo pad in my phone. What? I'm like, say that again? Yeah, because I'm... I'm You think I'm texting somebody? No. I'm right. I'm (laughs) jotting. Yeah. Right. And that's dope. No, that's dope. We learn from each other. That's it. Which brings why we're here today. Listen, world. Iron sharpens iron. This is 2.0. Of our former retired captain, Alonzo Moreland. I always want to hear him talk. You're talking somebody with the wealth of knowledge, been there, done that, educated, always strives to learn more, be a better person. The direction he's going in his life and what he's passed down on us, man, 
You're talking about gems being dropped on you, diamonds. I mean, you just can't buy that. You really can't buy that. Okay. So he blessed us to come in and and chill with us again tonight. And that's why this is 2.0 of Lonzo Morland. Sir. Hey. Thank you for coming back. For, thank for, you for having me. Absolutely. For the listeners, right? When you first came through, that was like your intro. Absolutely. Right. Now you're back. You're the first person, one of the first ones that come back. Wow. And now we just, we just want to soak it all in. All in. I appreciate that. Hit them with that knowledge. Like, you know, it's just we're fortunate to be, mm-hmm. you know, in the space because you're older than us. Right. You've done, you have accomplished so much. Oh, yeah. So by you taking the time out to talk to us, you're just, you're giving us like the cliff notes mm-hmm. to getting it done. So right. That we don't make mistakes or so that we're just catching up on time. Like we're not wasting time because you're giving us the answers to the test in a sense. Mm. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. We appreciate that. And there's a lot of our, there's a lot of our guests that, you know, the way they intro, but now the 2.0 is just. Now this 2.0 is is so different because when you hear this man talk, it's it's, it's everything clicks. Yo, everything clicks. I get I get overwhelmed with joy, and it's nothing better than that. Where I just want to sit back and listen. I don't want to do nothing else. I just want to hear him speak. <laughs> and it, yo, and it really don't matter what topic he goes off on. It's 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 just amazing. It's well said. It's so articulated, and it's in its pure in its purest form. It's like he should be a professor. Yeah, it's the delivery yeah. for me. The, how the, what? It is. But listen, enough, <laughs> sir. How you been? What's going? It's been a couple weeks. Right, right. He was he was what episode fifty two, I believe. Yeah, 50. 50. Oh, 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> now he's episode fifty seven. We came couldn't, back. Couldn't wait to get him back. Came back for the, you know what I'm saying, two times. Right. right. So double, what's up, boss? Double back. It's a blessing for me, man. Um, thank you for on? having me back. Nah, thank you for coming thank back. It's your house, bro. Absolutely. This is yours. Whenever yeah. whenever you want to come by. Right? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. appreciate it. Seeing you guys, seeing Triple C over there, you know, Mr. Arranger. Right, right. <laughs> that's what he is. Triple C don't yeah, play. It's yeah. like the Quincy Jones of podcasting, <laughs> right For there. For real, arranging. I appreciate your show, um, and definitely appreciate the opportunity to, uh, you know, be with you guys the first time, and then be back now. Yes, sir. Um, especially, you know, with all the things that's been going on, I know y'all been busy, right? You know, and we all been busy. So, yeah, I, I count it as a. Not just a pleasure, but a blessing to be back. Mm. You know how many people hit me up when they listen to your episode? They're like, "Who is he?" I wish that man was like right. my uncle, because <laughs> I would have done things a little bit different. Right. And I appreciate that. that. Yeah, yeah. That. I appreciate that. You know. You know, like you said, iron sharpens iron, and uh, you know we've all had good mentors. We all have good mentors. You know, whether they're still here or not. You know, we've we've had some good people in our lives and you know i'm fortunate enough to remember a lot of things that people have taught me that people have you know pushed into me and you know i think part of the reason i'm here not just on this show but just part of who i am i'm supposed to be giving back wow this is like my way of giving back Mm. you know we appreciate it it's amazing 
Let me shout out my old one of my old mentors because you brought it up, Ted Nelson, my mom's best friend. That guy was phenomenal, instrumental, and like me and my brother growing up. So shout out to him. That's dope. So what's been going on, sir? What's new? Hey, you know, like everybody else, been watching the uh, <laughs> watching the results of the elections and the transition, you know, to the new administration, and you know how that impacts, you know, my place of employment and you know my family and you know people that I'm that I'm responsible to absolutely yeah so um you know just watching that and uh trying to stay uh free of the rona yeah you know? absolutely because that ain't going <laughs> oh, nowhere. that ain't going nowhere we ducking that, that. Uh, uh, yeah unfortunately that. you know that's mediocrity mm. has consequences absolutely you know? and uh ignorance have consequences and what we're seeing now is one of those consequences you know, you know? I'm I'm curious because we're only what a few weeks removed from the Capitol event, right? So when I think of that, and I think of what those officers went through, and I can also take that back to the Freddie Gray riots, right? Right. Very, very similar. Mm-hmm. I'm curious on your input from the whole Capitol event and your standpoint from it. Right. Right. You know. For me to give my honest opinion, I have to make assertions that, you know, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to say them anyway. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, on the surface, just watching a large group of people, thousands descend on the Capitol and then hundreds, if not thousands, actually storm up the steps and violently force their way into the Capitol Mm. and you know, reliable and, 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 um, reliable and, and truthful reports of people, you know, harming others, killing people, looking for people to kill. Mm. Right. Including the vice president who's supposed to be their boy. Mm. Um, you know, that's, that's real. You know, what we saw, what I saw, what I, what I saw in the way I interpreted was, you had a insurrection or cool, you know, use which adjective you want. But we had a group of people who thought that going there and doing what they did was going to overthrow the election, i.e. overthrow the government. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the very definition of what? Treason. Mm. Right. People used to get shot to death for that. You know what? And that <laughs> I was curious mm-hmm. on you just see the response and that's the first time I've ever seen something like that, especially at the Capitol. Right. Because I'm like, what are their policies in reference to any group? Or sure. Sure. Like on site, it's on. Right. If you don't stop. Right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what they've shown in the past. Because that's holy. Exactly. That's, because that's holy grounds. That's what yeah, they've like, shown in the past. We're not, right. we're not fucking around. Right. So, so I mean. We're not doing that. Right. Well, a couple of years Crazy. ago, two, three years ago, whatever amount of years it was there was a young lady that was driving you know i used to term it radically and drove up to the capitol yeah mm-hmm. drove up towards the one of the checkpoints of the capitol mm-hmm. outside the capitol yep. outside the fences right got shot to death yep. by capitol police that is true a lone woman yep. right um we've had other situations where in the summer where there was a group of protesters outside the Capitol, right? Um, protesting police brutality, 
brutality, um, protesting, you know, the government, but not violent. Um, they were outside of the Capitol, outside the gates on the public streets where they were allowed to be. It was a large crowd, peaceful. And what did we see then? We saw um, Capitol Police, uh, other police officers, military people uh, being beckoned there and then descend on those people with tear gas, batons, so on and so forth. That were peacefully protesting. Peacefully protesting and violently pushed them, you know, to a place where they were not near the Capitol, you know, at, at the end result, right? Arrested a lot of people. And then what did we see after that? You know, the orange guy mm -hmm. leave the Capitol, leave outside the Capitol, mm. walk down the street, walk across the street, right? Man. Walk across the, oh, uh, the park over to a, uh, a church that he obviously has no spiritual affiliation with mm. and hold the Bible upside down mm. for a photo op. Right. So we know they know how to use force. Mm. Right. I don't know if anybody was injured during that situation. I would imagine they were because a lot of people were running, falling on top yeah, of each yeah. other. You know, you got tear gas, you got batons, you know, so on. So, so I'm sure people were injured. Mm -hmm. um, so again, they know how to use force, um, but for some strange reason, and of course everybody's got their theories, um, they didn't see fit to use force when their lives were being threatened. Mm. Their lives was really being threatened. How how threatened? Well, one died, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. One police officer died You know that day. Another one took his life a, yeah. a day or two later. Uh, dozens were injured. Mm -hmm. Some were in the hospital with, with serious, serious injuries. One lost his eye. Mm. Um, yeah. Others had, you know, all types of bruises and, you know, cuts and, and everything. We saw videos of people using clubs, bats, fire extinguisher to hit somebody over the head, using the, uh, the tip of the flags as spears, mm -hmm. right? We saw one uh, officer being dragged down the steps and being pummeled by people while other officers were close by who didn't intervene. So we saw that we saw people in the inside, you know, attacking people. Right. So, you know, on that, you take that and then you take the backdrop of what happened in the summer. Mm -hmm. And then you take the backdrop of all of these unarmed black men and women who have been, you know, killed, um, offering no resistance offering no threat, you know, including children. And yeah, you have to wonder why these people didn't see fit to protect the capital better. Mm. You know? Cap, cause you big bro. And mm -hmm. I just, we value your opinion. Let me ask you a question with everything you just said. How does another country like, so when this happened, right, we were always under the assumption that, like, if you assault any government building, you're going to get handled. Right. You're going to get dealt with. Right. Right? Like, you, you sure, mentioned. Absolutely. You mentioned great examples of stuff mm -hmm. that's happened. So now, if I'm a different country, right, like Russia mm -hmm. or China, and it's like, all this time, I, w I was thinking, if I assault the, the White House, if I assault the Capitol building, I'm gonna get shot on the scene. But now these people 
have just disproved all that because right. nothing happened really, right? Right. The worst happened. Like, these people were not controlled. Sure. So now, if I'm looking... They at, was escorted. Right. They were... Yeah, hey, <laughs> sir. <laughs> like they was on the Man, field yo, trip. So now... Literally walked Literally back was walked... <laughs> like they was on <laughs> an out-of-control right. field trip, yeah. right? All right, right. come on. Like, stop it. Right. You know, right. You know, right. So now... Don't like, hit me. Don't hit me. Right. Yeah. So now, if I'm... If I'm... These other countries, I don't want to name them, but if... Right. Keep up with the times, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. How do you assault the United States? Does that make us softer now? Nah. Because... Look at it like this. Well, I'll, 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 I'll say this in, in, in two parts. In the U.S., we have a problem self-identifying our problems, mm. right? Mm. Um, and let's bring it down smaller. Like, let's say our families, right? There's certain things that we'll tolerate from our family members that we won't tolerate from people outside of our family. Facts. If you and me are brothers, I'm your big brother. I can slap you around all I want. We're going to fight a little bit, right? right, right. If, at some point, you're going to try to defend yourself. But when we step out the house, nobody better bother you, right? right. Nobody better bother me, 100%. right? Because it's a different ball game when we outside the house. Right. Because those are other people, right? Yes. So Great analogy. So, you know, so we take that and we look at our country as a whole or our government, our government is really good at defending our country against foreign, you know, um, adversaries. In fact, we usually are the aggressor, right? Countries yes. don't really mess with the U.S. Not like that. They'll do it in a clandestine type of way. Mm. You know, try to circumvent your, try to circumvent your, um, your, you know, computers mm. or, or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. cyber crimes, right. you yeah. know, uh, solar winds attack. So exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. You know, do things like that. Um, you know, recruit spies, you know, sell secrets, buy secrets. Um, yeah, you, you, you can have a situation like what happened at nine 11. You can certainly have that happen again, which was isolated. Right. Right. Um, and you know, if you remember back in, I think it was like 93 or 96, you know, they tried to bomb the, um, they tried to bomb the, um, um, world trade center, you know, 93, before, right. 93. So those things can happen, but in terms of something like a group of people, let's say a group of foreign, uh, adversaries storming the Capitol, and we know that it's going to happen ahead of time. Like we knew there was going to be a bunch of people out there that day mm -hmm. that uh, that's not going to happen. I, I would be totally, totally surprised because we're much ruthless, much more ruthless when it comes to others. To others. That's a good point. No, that's know, a good point. You know. Because I was thinking, I'm like, damn, I wonder if they're going to think that this is how we're going to treat everybody. You know, because they didn't, like you said, they escorted mm -hmm. them. Right. So now do other countries now be like, yo, let me try my hand. You know, you, what they're thinking now, I believe, is yeah. all the things that we talk about freedom, all the... You know, yeah, America is about freedom and equality and, and, you know, we're about a democracy. Yeah, that doesn't hold water for a lot of countries now. They're using that to mm. say America is, is hypocritical. You know, America will send troops over here and try to force us to have a certain type of government, but they don't have that same type of government themselves. They're not doing that themselves. Right. That's what, that's what the other countries wow. are saying. And, you know... You, you have to examine that, you know, you have to examine it. I mean, because we've given them, we've given them 
prima facie evidence that that's the situation, right? Mm -hmm. Prima facie evidence, what you see in front of you, mm -hmm. right? What's happening in front of you is evidence of what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So th they saw it. <laughs> they saw it. They saw people that the majority of our population looked like those people that were storming the Capitol. And they saw that those people were treated with kid gloves and or invited in and or helped in, right? And or not only escorted around, but told where to go. There was a lot right? of... There was a lot of fingers on touch point that night. Right, right. So Not that's what of, yeah. yeah. So that's what they see. And so they're saying, Oh, America is not about democracy. America is about power. And right now the people who at that particular moment had the power wanted to keep the power by any means necessary. That's what they saw. That's what they saw. And they saw that when those persons try to suppress votes, right, by taking away ballot boxes in certain locations, by trying to destroy the U.S. mail so that people couldn't vote by mail, by all of a sudden wanting to disallow people who would normally be able to vote by mail to not vote by mail, right, and to shorten the amount of time that you are allowed it to um, vote early, like, you know, you normally get a week or two, right, depending on where you are located, right? They saw all of those things occurring, and it still didn't work, right? The ruling party was voted out, and now there's another party in there, right? So when those things did not work in, you know, the one, one political party's favor, what you saw is the result, like, hey, we couldn't win it that way. Let's try to win it another way. Another way. That's how people are going to interpret it. It's a lot going on. So now, like, what's next? What do you think? Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, um, I, I think that um, what you're going to have is during that whole process and during these last four years, you've had groups that now feel empowered to come out of hiding and be a part of that process, right? You have people who are from right-wing groups, from um, racist groups, from, you know, political out-of-nowhere groups that are running for office. Some are actually holding office. You know, they are business owners, they're police officers, they're firefighters, they're military people, they're school teachers, right? They're already here. And now those persons that would normally be hiding are now out there in the open. So what's going to happen is it's kind of hard to say, you know, I think what, what, what is going to happen is not going to be pretty um, because you got that going on. And then you have our federal government that has a hard time calling a spade a spade. Mm. Right. When did that, like, so, when did that change? That's never changed. That's always been the case. Really? Uh, you know, other than the Klan, this country has not really had a really good track record of dealing with um, homegrown extremists. Mm. Now, they'll deal... They're afraid, they, to, they're afraid to, like, say that. Yeah, I mean, think about it, right? If 
if a person has a, let's say a man has a son or a daughter who turns out to be a serial killer, you think he's really going to be talking about that too, you know, mm-hmm. a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Or, if, or if he has a, a son or daughter who commits a horrible crime and is doing, you know, 50 years in jail, that's not something that he's talking about, right? Our extremist groups are our problem children, the ones that we don't talk about. It kind of like reminds me of what you said offline, that we have to look in the mirror. Absolutely. So the United States has a problem. With looking in the mirror. We're looking in the mirror. We're really good at telling others. Yeah, we're really good at telling other countries what to do and how to govern and how to treat their people and all that. You know, and throughout history, we've done a good job or bad job, depending on what side of the coin you're on. Right. Um, If you are from a little small African country, you may say we don't do such a good job. If you're in a European country, you might say we do a darn good job of helping out. Just depends, I guess. But we're really good at throwing money, resources, and troops at problems that other countries are facing, right? When it comes to dictatorship and tyrants and, and militias and all that type of stuff. But we're not that good when it comes to doing it for ourselves. For ourselves. Our histories show that. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. Our history shows that. I didn't Bro, I see learned, it like that. I learned two weeks ago, militias were not even, like, the, the, the militias that were wrote about in the Constitution became the National Guard for every for every state. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. So literally, like, there was no need for the militia anymore because the militia became the National Guard for each state. So I'm like, wow. So the things that are going on and the things that we've talked about are, like, like you all are detectives, so... Like for the civilians out there, like how do you all like like flip a person if you need them to like give the evidence if it's like a big cartel or something that y'all are trying to take down? Like you find something about, you know, something that may break the person, maybe be like, yo, like you got to do this for your kids because your kids are in trouble or blah, 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 something. I'm, I'm assuming that human intel that you all have done has now switched to the computer. Mm-hmm. So what happens is these people start to listen to everything on the computer and believe that they're like everything that a person says, like, like I've, I've had conversations with friends where I've tried to tell them, regardless of what side of the political coin you're on, if you're on the, on the side of the, the, the party that, that, that just went out, you're trying to tell me nothing they did was wrong. So you're trying to tell me that everything was perfect. That's weird because what that now tells me is you have an ideology and once you have that kind of ideology, <laughs> you're easy to manipulate. Absolutely. You become easy to, yep. to cultivate. That's dangerous. So, yeah. yeah. So just like how you all can say, yo, like we're doing this for good. Like we're trying to mm-hmm. get into this organization so we can get it out of here because I see the power they're doing. These people don't understand that. So you had people that were like trusted, like Absolutely. retired military, police, firefighters, civilians that are now like, mm-hmm. like these people – literally work side by side with us and th- and that ideology has crept in and i and they think I, they're doing something for good I, that's how crazy that's how crazy it is they believe that many of them believe that what they're doing is a just cause mm-hmm. like i'm not saying everybody but many of those persons that was out there on that particular day and that we see at these different trump rallies and all of that right Many of them have absolutely no problem saying that, hey, I can I can understand 
why people storm the Capitol because our country is being taken from us. Mm -hmm. Many of those same people can say, remember a few months back when the, when the armed militia stormed uh, the Michigan Capitol, mm -hmm. right. armed militia, full gear, mm -hmm. tactical gear, rifles, handguns, everything, stormed the Capitol, took over the Capitol, police officers all over the place, just chilling, watching them do it, right? Very comfortable with them doing it. Why? Because a lot of them have the same ideology. They say to themselves, well, yeah, they're making us wear masks. They're taking away my constitutional right to, to say no, right? They're impugning on my rights. But those same people have a real problem seeing a bunch of young people, black, brown, white, yellow, red, walking together and chanting, I can't breathe, right? They can, unless it's happening to them and, it's less, and unless it's part of their cause, they can't see it. Right. Or they don't want to see it. Right. But if it's part of their cause, no matter how wicked, no matter how off base, they have the innate ability to make themselves believe it. Like I heard a man say recently that we as humans have the uncanny, uncanny ability to make ourselves believe things that are not true. Mm. And we see it all the time, right? Mm -hmm. We have that ability. That's what make cults so dangerous. Like, People have the ability to lie and people have the ability to believe the lies, right. you know? And when you take that on the grand scale, like we saw, you know, out there, crazy bad things can happen. I mean, let's not forget whether you are Democrat or, or, or Republican or whatever, right? I think it was over 73 million people voted for Donald Trump. Like over 73. He... In any other year, he would have won with that amount of votes. That was the most votes ever, mm -hmm. except Joe Biden got like another 10 million more mm -hmm. or 12 million more, whatever it was. I think he got like 85 million plus. Mm -hmm. So more people came out to vote and voted during this election than ever. But part of that was more people voted for the, you know, the loser of the election than ever. Right. Mm -hmm. They both got more more votes than Barack Obama got mm -hmm. in both of his elections. Mm -hmm. Not combined, but, you know, right. mm -hmm. uh, each time out. So people recognize that there's a lot of power out here, you know, and there are people who believe that they're losing power that should be granted to them. Mm. Like they were born into that power right. and they feel like they're losing that power. You know, they don't see the progress of people that look like us as being good for the country. They see progress from people like us and young people and people who are coming from other countries as them losing the country. Right. You know? Right. And I would imagine that. You think that'll ever change? It's, it's it changing. hasn't changed so far. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it, right? Our country has always been that way. If you look at our history and all the events that have occurred and how we've got to this point, it's always been that way, right? You've heard people say, well, that's not who we are. You know, what happened in the Capitol is not who we are. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. That's a part of who we are. How many race riots have we had in this country where hundreds or thousands of black people were murdered, Absolutely. right? Because, because 
the 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 larger majority, the larger more powerful majority, thought that those black people who were practicing their independence was a threat. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what's even scarier? Just thinking if that mob was all blacks, they wouldn't have went the same way. Did, did, do you think they'd even reach the gate? Nah, I mean, even, steps. even the white politicians, sensible ones, have said that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, so many people have said, well, just look at how um, black protesters are usually policed versus what we saw then, versus what we saw in Michigan, versus what we saw in Oregon and other places. Right. Oh yeah, that was disgusting. Oh, CNN, right. CNN reporter got locked. Remember, he literally had a CNN everything. Right. On. A black right. guy was with the CNN mic and everything. Right. They locked him up, and he was just right. like, "I'm, I'm a reporter." Right. They Clearly, and the, and the governor had to apologize several times. It was right. on live TV. Right. Like That's a dude crazy. got locked. So right up. you know, there's a culture in this country that still looks at black people as a threat. Black boys, black girls, black men, black women, brown men, brown women. You know, red men, red women looks at them as a threat so much so that everything that they've learned other than that threat goes out the window, goes out the window. You know, they practice so much restraint at the Capitol that day. It was beyond anything reasonable. Right. Where in what academy do they teach you that when you've been physically attacked with a weapon, that you respond by just leaving. Right. And that stop, sir. Right. Where have where have they trained anywhere in this country that when you are holding a government building that you willfully give ground? Mm. Mm. Right? It it's not nobody teaches that. Nobody. 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 And we're talking about the federal government now. Right. 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 And I know they don't treat I know, I know they, they don't, don't treat teach that. it. Right. That's not taught anywhere. Right. Nobody trains that way. Right? I mean, I'm sorry, but but that's how they've been doing in my experience, I feel like they've been doing that for a minute though. Because with the Freddie Gray riots, she said give them give them room. So th- that's been the I feel like I see what you're saying, Cap. Mm-hmm. That was an anomaly because that was a that was a mayor who was very sensitive to what the people were, what some people were, were trying to express. Express. Yeah. You can argue that she did not handle it well. Right. But you can also argue that, you know, our city police department doesn't have the resources or not extended the resources that was necessary for that type of, you know, situation. That that's was a, the other piece. That's a great point. You know? That is a great point. That was the other piece. Uh, yeah, so like on the grand scheme of things, yeah. You're right, right, right. I mean, I don't think we was, well, I don't think, I know we wasn't equipped for it, but it was just a snowball effect. Absolutely. Instantaneously. Yeah. Right. Because once you allow that, right. look what happened. Right. Yeah. And see, and that was an impromptu, I'll use the term impromptu um, uprising. Like, you didn't have people for weeks saying on social media, hey, on, uh, you know, this day, this time, we're going to all meet at this location and we're going to cause a riot. Right. That, that wasn't Freddie Gray. That wasn't the Freddie Gray situation. 
what you had at the Capitol is you had organizations, groups, militias, yeah. uh, political pundits. Uh, retired police. You had all of these people. <laughs> Everything. Converging on, on social media. Right. right. Yeah, on the private yeah. jet. Right. in the private jet. Right. Thinking like, yeah. You had all these people on social media organizing yeah. to go there on that particular day. Was that the 6th, January 6th? With an intent. With an intent to to change the vote. Take yeah. over. Yes. Right. And then you had people who said, well, my group is is a militia group. My group is going to be armed. Or my group over here, my group is a political group. We're going to be armed. Oh, and then my group, we're going to actually go into the Capitol. We're going to mm-hmm. stop it. Like, the federal agencies had that information. Yes. We know that for a fact. They we had that information. Home. Exactly. We were told to stay home. Exactly. Employees, not a handgun, exactly. Stay home. Employees were ordered to stay home. Mm. The mayor had that information. That's mm-hmm. why she allegedly, you know, asked for the National Guard, you know, in days leading mm-hmm. up to it. Apparently, this, uh, the Capitol Police had that information. Apparently, they asked for additional help, too. Right. But we know it went, you know, up. yeah, it went it went much higher than them because that's the only way you're going to hold it up. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Somebody above you. No power. Right. Someone above you has to say yay or nay. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody on top of them said nay. <laughs> so they didn't have certain resources, right? And so not only did they not have the National Guard, but they didn't have the numbers of police that they would normally have for a situation like that. Right. So, you know, that's why I say this thing is going to continue mm-hmm. because people in power intended for things to happen. They may not have intended for anybody to die, they may not have intended for anyone to get physically hurt. But my thing is, how can't you think that's not going to happen? Right. They, you can't think that you way. You can't think that way. I'm, right. I'm going to be as honest as possible because people like that or people like me have never been in y'all's shoes. And that's the one thing that I y'all always hear me. I have tons of respect for police officers and military, for mm-hmm. people that are combat duty. And y'all deal with streets, which is sort of combat duty. Like it is if 300 people a year are dying in Baltimore, that's a lot more than some um, areas where people in combat zones go. Yeah. It's good to talk to talk, but y'all walk the walk. So like you're saying, like it's easy for a person to get on a microphone and keep right, right, left, left, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But if y'all are doing it, they'll never see it. Mm-hmm. I never see it. Right. And, and that's the that's the like 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 you're saying, they can't control it. And it's like why that's why I'm glad that certain microphones were taken away because just like we were grown up, I was always grown up to say, yo, don't run your mouth because somebody knock on your door, your hands better go up because you talked about that person. Right. It's the same thing I carry to right now. Like, I don't care what side of this aisle you on. Don't run your mouth. I don't care what level of politician you are or person or anything. If somebody knocks on your door, you got to give them it's that same the minute. You got to give them the same minute. Right. So now you back down from it. You're running. Right. Oh, what happened to the energy? You right. Got? right. So, right. Yeah. So that thing. And if that type of respect is given, a lot of this stuff would just go. You can debate and do whatever. But they're taking it. And it's and, and like you said, it's still bubbling. And it's like all of the information. And like uh, and, and, and I'm sure y'all are getting it now. Like, it's, yeah. it's like they're. They're plotting another big one. It's gonna happen. You have, you know, you and know, this is all internal. But you, you, you know what's more trouble about it? Because what lies your expectations for a department now? Right. 
Well, even worse than that, yeah. what are your expectations for our federal government? Right. You know, right. worse. You you have a you have a, a a former president that committed crimes, right? Committed crimes in his last days. In addition to all the other crimes that he committed, right? You know that may be less severe, but crimes nonetheless, right? You cannot tell me that when he was calling for people to come to Washington to take over, and then going through his whole process of his speeches and and all of that other stuff and and just everything that transpired, you cannot tell me that he's not responsible, in large part responsible for what happened. You can't tell me that some of those other politicians are not responsible, but we have a political party that's been trying to destroy the Constitution that they claim to love, mm. right? By the way, they also claim to love the military and the police, and we saw what happened. How about that? Right? Yeah. Blue lives matter. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Right? But I you, guess that's on a case-by-case basis. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you have that going on, and then you have politicians are saying, well, you know, we should just – you know, let bygones be bygones. We should just forget about it and let them move on because we need to heal the country. You can't have healing without reconciliation. Absolutely. You know, mm. that's like <laughs> someone shoots another person and, you know, and, you know, and, and the person is severely wounded and, you know, the perpetrator is not arrested, not prosecuted or anything. And the judge tell the victim, oh, you know, we think the best thing to do is just to, you know, just let bygones be bygones because we all need to get along. How about that? You know, that's, that's like the saying they put a shock. They put a, a bandaid on a shotgun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not, you're just, absolutely. Not doing absolutely. But in our history, we've never done that. Right. Somebody has attacked us. We've. Always, always responded. responded. We've always yeah, shown our. Always we've responded. always shown our force. We've shown our. That that's the one American thing that I love. Like in any situation, if you attack us, it's like all right. Yeah. Now you're gonna get it. And let you me gonna, tell you, catch you racism, classism, uh, all those isms. It's been a a big, big thorn, you know, or or big, just a a, a big cancer for this country forever. And um, if you look at it, I always like to use analogies, right? If you look at America like a an abused child that's never been made right, never been raped, made whole, you know what happened to people who abuse when they grow up, whether they're sexually or, or physically or, or emotionally abused, they become abusers, they become crack addicts, right? <laughs> they become promiscuous. They, you know, they do all these things that, that go about destroying themselves because they've never had an opportunity to confront and heal. that person who abused them and to heal and to be made whole. And they continue to carry that pain and, yeah. and, and that anger over, you know, over the course of their, their life. And it manifests itself in ways that are not good for that person and also not good for the community that that person is in. Right. right? I mean, we see it all the time. How many people you arrested come from those families? Mm -hmm. How many people have you arrested, you know, who parents abused them and so on and so forth, right? It's, it happens and it continues to happen when you're not being upfront and truthful about what's going on and then confront it effectively. Yep. That's where we are as a country. Like America is, a, is an abused child. Yeah that has grown up and never been made whole. And when I say America, I'm specifically talking about people who are not in that upper 1%, mm -hmm. black and white, right. 
you know, white people who are victimized by the system. Just unfortunately, a lot of them don't know how they're being victimized. You know, mm -hmm. they're being made to feel that the country is taking something from them that they should have been earning anyway. And that if they really look, we're all earning it. You know what I mean? Right. They've been made to feel that this is theirs and theirs only. Right. Right. Just like some of us are feeling like we're not a part of this country and we're acting accordingly too. Right. So we're all being victimized in some way. It's crazy that you say that because you know, the constitution that says we, the people, and I feel like, like me, when I'm looking at this now, I'm looking at it like the people are taking it because of everything that's going on. Because what we have now that we didn't have in the past was information. Like, we have, everyone has an iPhone, everyone has an Android. Like, it's an encyclopedia in your hand. You can find out anything like that. So, I say all that to say, where in the past, we were told certain things. Right. Now, it's like, fam, you lied. Because according to this, because I could look, you know, back in the day, you had an encyclopedia, you had to go through the books. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, we have... Yeah. All, everyone has the same information. At your fingertips. At your fingertips. Mm -hmm. Some have, you know, really classified or mm -hmm. sensitive information. Mm -hmm. sure. I get that. But for the most part, the information is all the same. And now the people are starting to be like, whoa. Right. Right. That ain't right. And now right. it's too much information because because remember, like it's so coming vetted. from irresponsible yeah. places. So vetted information was very important. So mm -hmm. like for example, like um um uh, rest in peace to Kobe, like we first found out from TMZ. Right. Because they just put it out. Yeah. The reason why the and then when talking they to wanted media to be people, the first. Yep. So when talking to media people, like like um like like shout out to my aunt, I was like, yo, why why didn't they put anything out? It took like fifty minutes. She said we have to get two credible sources, not just two sources, right. two people that I can trust, that I know if this comes back on me, that I know this 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 and this, and you know they did it without telling his family, without doing this that and the fourth. Yeah. So information, all like like you said, all this information is available now, but it's sort of like. It's sort of like me being from being, being from Baltimore, walking in New York. I don't know how y'all walk through them crowds. It's like the Matrix, yo. It's like people just coming at me. So I look at the internet for for kids now. It's like that. Mm -hmm. Everybody's everybody's not from New York, and when we get there, you just like, yo, why is people walking and da da da? And you know when you you know like you said, we walk in the street, the car stop, y'all walk, y'all speed up, y'all not playing because everybody has somewhere to go. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. So they have all this information and they don't know what to do with it. It's yeah. a kid with a loaded gun. Yeah, okay. it's just so much information out there. And and you're right. You know, a lot of the information is not vetted. You know, a lot of it is not credible. But a lot of it is, you know. And, and you know, I, I guess one of the things about technology is oftentimes it outpaces sensibility. Mm. Right? So, like... You know, we, we got the atomic bomb and we dropped the atomic bomb. Right. Once the atomic bomb was was created, then they had to put rules in place and practices in place to make sure that, you know, it's not used irresponsibly. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if that's the right way to, to say it. Like anytime you use a bomb of that magnitude. Right. Mm -hmm. But now you have same thing with technology, whether it's like the advancements of a weapon, the advancement of tech, you know, of, 
of uh, information technology, mm -hmm. there's always rules that follow behind it or practices that follow behind right. it. And so we are in a situation like C was saying where you got all this information out there and yeah, you can use it for good. Like more, there are more entrepreneurs now than ever 100%. in this country. Yep. And a large reason for that is because of the free information that's on the internet. Yep. Right. Many people, whenever I want to fix something on my car, I go to YouTube. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. How many of us go to YouTube to find out how to do something before we actually do it? Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of good stuff out there and there's a lot of good ways to use it. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff out there that's not credible. A lot of stuff right. that's used for propaganda, yep. that's used to radicalize people, mm -hmm. you know, especially now we got the pandemic. You got more and more people stuck at home mm -hmm. with nothing to do but to be on the Internet for 24 hours a day, you know, being radicalized. Yep. You know, it plays into their emotions. Exactly. Um, shout out to Eric Gritmeyer. He spoke heavily on that. How? Mm -hmm. They play into their emotion. That's Absolutely. Like your sensibility goes out the window because now yeah, yeah. you're being pretty much radicalized. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like when I look at the world right now, even that day of the Capitol, mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk much on it because I was so disgusted. I couldn't even watch. Right. Like, the fact that, like, the Capitol building's being stormed. Right. What? So right. I didn't want to watch. I didn't want to get, you know, because it does play into your emotions. Sure. You know, one channel says certain things and you get fired up. One channel has you feeling like, wait, but it's supposed to be this way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if it's one truth, how are we getting two different truths? Right, right. If it's one truth, because there's always one truth. Right. But it's the way people interpret it. Absolutely. And I feel like, so with that being said, I feel like, this country right now, what what we're going through, I feel like it's a changing of the guards. Mm -hmm. I feel like the power, they're starting to lose that power. They're starting to see like, hey, those old tricks that we used to get away with, mm -hmm. can't get away with it anymore sure. because yep. everybody got a phone, everybody got, you know, information. Right. I mean, we were talking about it offline. The big Reddit thing with GameStop. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That shows. That that's a dope. whole David and Goliath. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was dope. You know, like, the little guys starting to have power mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. That's dope. And they, the stock, I don't remember, I'm into stocks, I don't remember how much it was before it, but I know it rose to 500 something dollars a stock. Yeah. I looked at it yesterday, earlier today, it's at 313 right now. I think it started at like somewhere between 5 and $7. Five or $7. Right. Actually, yeah, yeah. So think right. about it. If you, if you had a little bit of money and you bought, mm -hmm. I don't know, let's keep the number simple, a hundred shot, a hundred mm -hmm. stocks, right, hundred shares at five dollars. What was that? Five hundred dollars. Lady and bought now her son sixty dollars last for last last Christmas. He made if he if he would have cashed like out yesterday, he made thirty two hundred. Yeah, yeah. He made thirty two hundred. Yeah, easily, yeah. absolutely, off of sixty dollars. Yeah, Which you are dope. seeing a, a change in the guard. You're seeing ordinary people uh, uh, exhibit power that ordinary people never exhibit in this country yeah. you know what i mean mm -hmm. I, i'll give you another example this may be far off base but you guys familiar with ncaa right mm -hmm. right um ncaa especially in college basketball and football they have a tight hold on the athletes yeah right the athletes are basically slaves they, yeah they they work for they work for what amounts to pennies 
right? Yeah. But they generate billions, not millions, but billions. Hell yeah. There used to be a time where if you were a college basketball player, if you wanted to transfer from one school to another, you had to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. And you can only leave if your coach allowed you to leave. Like and those, and that's if he allows. If you. he yeah, allows, right, right, <laughs> it's a big if, right. Yeah. And then your scholarship is really only one year. You sign a, a series of one year mm-hmm. offers, basically, yep. right. So they can take your scholarship away at anytime, any time. Any time. But after this lawsuit by this guy um, Charles O'Ban Ed O'Ban Ed O'Ban years back, yeah. I don't know O'Bannon brothers from it's, I don't know exactly, that. exactly, and people there were animals and people becoming more vocal about the system and how it preys on people and mm-hmm. how it takes advantage of these students, um, things are start to change. So one of the things that started that one of the things that's changed is like now if you're a, a, a athlete and you transfer, you can become eligible the very next year. Mm-hmm. Right. Another thing is like their per diem has gone up. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's still talk about how to revenue share, you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen if, Ordinary people, including the students themselves, you know, don't demand things. Mm -hmm. And now because they're demanding, they have more platforms to be vocal and be seen and put more pressure on, on, you know, on the rich people at the NCAA. Those things have started to change. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I definitely agree with you, Dre, that um, we're in a situation now where this country is changing some for the better, maybe some for not the better, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like definitely changing. I think it's 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 time for a huge cleansing. Yeah, I was gonna say everything's being exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like like you said, but you know what? A big part of that was Jay Z's sports management. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, they gotta get paid. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. They gotta get paid. They there's no industry. It. There's no industry without the athletes. Right. Yo, Jay's. He's doing it into the music industry. Oh yeah, too. same thing. Yeah, yeah. he's doing it. For it. I mean, I hate to say, it, I mean, because I'm a cop, but he did it in um, police reform. Right. Mm-hmm. He took right. away in New York City the um, stop and frisk. Yeah, yeah. Jay's not fucking around. Yo, let me tell you, man. He's there's some leveling. things there's some things that need to be done. Like you cannot tell me that as a trained police officer grown man or woman who've gone through training and supposed to be a clear thinking person. You cannot tell me that you can't read a use of force situation correctly. You cannot tell me that you, you don't know how to deescalate a situation. We saw it just happen. Mm -hmm. We saw a situation where people were being pummeled, where their lives were in danger and they saw fit not to escalate Violence against the perpetrators of mm. violence. Ooh, right? Wow, I that one. You, you can do that, but you can't walk down the street and see a little, you know, 15 year old as something other than a threat, who, uh, by wow. the way, is unarmed, maybe half your size. Wow. Right? So it's a culture thing. It ain't about training, That's, you know. It's a yeah, culture it's thing. A culture thing. That's yeah. different right there. What yeah. you just said. Yeah. Oh, that that hurts, right? Yeah. Yep. Now think about That's it. That's powerful right? right there. What yeah. you just said. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I, I'll give you a prime example, right? God rest her soul, Sandra Bland. You saw the video from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. She was in Texas, right? She gets stopped by an officer, by a cop. Um, 
He stops her for whatever the reason was. He gives her a ticket. Now it's time to send her on her way. Now you can debate whether it was a, you know, a reasonable car stop or not. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is he stopped her. She gave him the information that he needed to write her a ticket. He wrote the ticket, gave her the ticket. She signed the ticket. And instead of letting her go on her way, he escalated the situation. He asked her a bunch of questions. He didn't like the answers that she gave. So he saw fit to pull her out the car and assault her and arrest her. And then we cause her, you know, later on, you know, for whether she committed suicide or someone killed her, she died in prison. I mean, in jail. In jail. Right? You cannot tell me that was a just situation. What was the threat? What were you arresting her for? He got, mm. emo- he got emotional. Right. And then, uh, and, and where do they teach that? Right. What academy do they teach that? Exactly. They don't. Mm. We don't. Nope. Mm. But we allowed it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. After your episode, Cap, I'm not going to lie. Like, I I had, I, <laughs> I, I, like, it's something you had to sleep on. But then what I realized, and I told my wife this, I said, is another reason why the the thing about defund the police just it 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 bothers me. And she said, "Why?" I said, "Because the police department is not racist. If the country itself was built on it, the enforcement of everything that we do in government and anything else is enforcing what the country was founded on. Absolutely, you can't you you can't legislate certain things that were amended into the con. We were amended into the constitution." All of us that are sitting here are amended into it, which means that the original constitution and it's this is not a a white or black thing. It's a true thing. It was for white landowners and rich white men, not for women, not for Hispanic, not for black, not for Dominican, not for African, not for Jamaican, not for anybody else. Everybody else was amended in. So everything after that, every law deals with that first way of thinking. It has to. Absolutely. Because you never change. You can amend it, but you never changed it. Mm, right. You see what I'm saying? Like, just because you're, you know, just because we're amended into it, that ideology, that thought process was never, <laughs> never. changed. Exactly. When you look at um, Lincoln, Lincoln died behind it. Whether they said Lincoln was racist or whatever, he still died behind his ideology of freeing people and mm. wanting to give people rights. Andrew Johnson wiped that right out. Yeah. So 10 year oh. period where people were showing they could do something. Nah. I don't want none of this stuff done. He was a slave owner. Yeah, he was a slave owner. He Andrew said, Jackson was a slave owner. He, he, he said, I don't he want He destroyed Reconstruction. Yeah. Mm. Yep, he did. I, it's, <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up because I really feel like, and I think I, these are conversations I have with myself. Right. Because nowadays you can't have these certain conversations with people because right. they get all, yeah. and it's like, I don't want to, like you said, I'm not trying to argue with you. Right. So I have these conversations with myself and I really do feel because what the country's only what two hundred and twenty seven years old. Mm-hmm. Well, you said that the con- the constitution was only written for that to mm-hmm. cater to that group. Now that majority of this country is minority, which is we're the majority now. Mm-hmm. Not that the constitution needs to be changed, but it needs to be revised. Mm. Police work needs. I'm not saying I'm a cop to the day I die. I love mm. being a cop. I love helping people. I love serving communities, but there's certain policies yeah. or there's certain yeah, policies. That's what we use now. That needs to be revised to fit this time. Bro, you're enforcing well, the law. Y'all say right. that all we're, the time. Right? We're enforcing, enforcing the law. It. Yeah, but we're enforcing the law from the fifties. 
But well, it's still enforcing it. Yeah. So you're, so the ideology of the law is just being enforced. So yeah. you can defund, you can take away, you can do anything else. If the law is still on the book, like, for example, marijuana. Mm -hmm. We all know that marijuana is not a, a, a Schedule 1, but it's a Schedule 1. It's Schedule 1. But so it's, it's so in my line, if somebody pops, you're losing your job. Right. I can't fight that, even though I know what it is. Grew, growing up in Baltimore City, this, that, and the fourth, I have no sympathy. This is the law. It's black and white. Right. With marijuana, you know, you get marijuana was available. It comes from the earth. Right. You grow it. They all come from the earth. Yeah. Right. That's Heroin a fact. too. This is a fact. Those pharmaceutical companies that are owned by sure. whoever they own. Right. They said marijuana is bad, even though now with mm -hmm. information, we're figuring out, look at all the benefits. You have cancer, right? Let's say, you know, mm -hmm. you why is the doctor giving you marijuana? Mm -hmm. Why is he not giving you pills and, mm -hmm. you know, all these, all these right, chemicals? Right, right. Because Big even business, they know yeah. Yeah. that the weed is better in a sense right. to treat this. Sure. But back in the day, those people needed to make money and they knew if marijuana was around, I can't make money. I know it's better than these chemicals. I'd rather give you opium. I'd rather, and now I right. keep, like they say, I keep you coming back now. Right, absolutely. I keep you coming back. That's, that's what modern medicine in part is about, keeping you coming back, you know? Mm. Are you think so they many people are hooked time. on, uh, so many people are hooked on opiates and heroin, right? Because mm -hmm. they got to keep them coming back. Keep them coming back. Why? Why well, could go to McDonald's and get a burger for a dollar? But I can't get a salad for a dollar. Yes, right. Yeah, because if That's I deep. eat unhealthy, yes, you're gonna have to eventually mm -hmm. get on some type of medication. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, I mean, you can look at it that way for sure. You know, this country. You know, what's the word? Dichotomy. Mm -hmm. yes. This this country is an oxymoron. You right? It is. On, on one on one hand, we we preach freedoms and and things like that. But on the other hand, we make it very difficult for people to practice those freedoms. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not a part of a certain group, you know, I'm talking about like, you know, rich people uh, who have all the access. They pretty much can do whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. And then when they caught doing wrong, the rules seem to be different. You change. Or they seem to be applied differently. Yeah. You know, but that's the history of our country. Yeah. You know, and that's why I say, you know, when people say, oh, that's not who we are, you know, what you saw. No, that's that's a big part of who we are. Yeah. That's a big part of who we've always been. Mm -hmm. You know, we are a country that was founded by oppressed people yes. mm. who had a certain ideology. Mm -hmm. Right. They brought from Europe, mm -hmm. from Great Britain, from England, wherever mm -hmm. their ideologies, Right. Of hierarchies yep. and superiority superiority yep. right it just so happens that where they came from they were on the low part of the totem pole yeah they they were okay with the customs and everything they just didn't want to be a part of the oppressed mm -hmm. you know now you can say well they were just they were talking about religious freedoms maybe right but they was also talking about represent i mean taxation without mm -hmm. representation. representation they was talking about giving pittance to a person that didn't the king and queen who mm -hmm. didn't look out for them, you mm -hmm. know, and on and on and on and on. Right. But they kept those same customs when they came here yep. for the most part. Now, granted mm -hmm. they did change a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. Like instead of a king, you have a president, mm -hmm. you know, and so on and so forth. So a lot of significant changes, 
right, that they took from other parts of Europe and, and North Africa. But mm -hmm. at the same time, they kept a lot, you know. So it is who we are, mm -hmm. you know. In England, they kick butt to take to take land, yeah, <laughs> they, right? In Europe, they kick butt to take land. I feel like they kept a lot, but without, it's like invisible. Right. It's like it's there. Right. But it's not like in England, it's like I'm the king, I'm the queen. Well, right. Here, like you said, it's the president, but like those, that right. class. Right. We're not going to say it. Sure. Mm. Sure. But it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be a part yeah. of that. You have right. To and there's some things you can clearly see and there's other things that are like hidden in plain sight. I, mm -hmm. I, I definitely get it. Um, but, you know, that's where we are. That's where yeah. we are. I agree. You know? So. Those people, like you said, came from there. They're oppressed. They came here. They made their own rules. And now that those rules, now they're being challenged in today's world. Sure. Now they're being challenged. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's a changing of the guard. Right yeah, now. absolutely. And, you know, police is a big part of that. A huge part of it. I mean, it, in the <sighs> early parts of our history, one of the jobs of a police officer, especially in the South, I'm, I'm speaking specifically of the South, you know, part of your job was as a bounty hunter. Yeah, you know. Now, don't get me wrong; they had bounty hunters too, mm -hmm. but part of your job was as a slave bounty hunter or as a person to keep those people in check. Like, so part of your job was to target those people and make sure those people never left the plantations. And then, even after you know, after slavery was abolished, make sure those people never left the plantation <laughs> mm. <laughs> How about make that? sure they only stayed in certain parts of the county it's a control thing make sure they never apply for certain jobs make sure they never showed up at a factory site and take jobs from the good old people over mm -hmm. here make sure that they didn't try to inhabit your schoolhouse because they had a one room shack over there that was for them mm. right and you and you enforce that with force that was their jobs you know, so the culture has been there forever. Right. From the start, I should say. And it's still there. Yeah. And that's I mean, why that's why officers can feel so can can feel so justified by walking up to a, a, a person's property while that person is mowing their own lawn and ask them for ID and to prove that they live there. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have the that mindset in order to be okay with that. Yeah. I know I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you're not in your place. You can't possibly live here mowing this beautiful lawn with this $3,000 home. I mean, 3,000 square foot home behind you. That can't be yours. That's not yours. <laughs> and meanwhile, the people they put in middle management still wouldn't be able to reach the top because they don't want them there either. So they put somebody in charge of those holes. Absolutely. Wow. It's interesting times right now. Yeah, a lot. I feel like lot. it's the change. These young millennials, they're not fucking around. No, like what they did with this GameStop and Reddit, like yeah. they gave they're them the big middle finger. Like right, right. Like now nah, we got the juice now, and this is how we doing it, and it's scaring a lot of people. Yeah, messing up the hedge fund guys. Yeah, right? those hedge fund guys are like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, this isn't supposed to happen. How are these regular mm -hmm. people doing this? We're, we went to school. We did this. Yeah. We did that. It's funny. I saw a meme and said, how Robin Hood mad that they doing some real Robin Hood shit? <laughs> we take it from the rich and we <laughs> give it to the poor. Because it's yeah. a country that's set up for the rich in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Like we were talking uh, earlier about a accredited investors, investors, right? 
So like basically accredited investor is a person who's like making like roughly like 250,000 a year or more, right. or they have like a net worth. I think it's like a million dollars or more, mm-hmm. or if they're married, you know, them and their spouse make like a combined three, three, three fifty, you know, a year or more basically. Right. And so the government has these rules that says, if you don't make that type of money, you're not allowed to invest in certain deals in certain places. Play right. this game. Play this game. Right. Wow. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, right. And you see it, especially like in, in the stocks and in real estate. Mm. Right. In fact, you can go online right now and like, you can look up like an investment group, just like type in investment groups. Right. And mm-hmm. like, you'll get thousands of, of hits. Right. You can probably tap on, you know, one or two of them and, and immediately you'll come across a, you know, a, a, an investment group that's out there. And in that, and in their, you know, website, they may say, Hey, we only deal with accredited investors. You know, it may or may not like some of them are just regular investment mm-hmm. groups and anyone can join. Right. Mm-hmm. And they'll take your money and they'll invest it. But then others, they deal with like big, big money investments and they only deal with accredited investors. So only those persons who are making a certain amount of money can be involved with the deals that they, you know, that they manufacture. And what they'll say is it's for your own good mm-hmm. because they are protecting you. Yo, who needs to protect you from your money? Mm-hmm. Right. And it should be like, if you see something that you want to invest in, as long as you can afford to mm-hmm. get in there it should be free to get in there. Right. Now, granted, you know, you can try to invest in something and the person may say, no, nah, I don't want your money, mm-hmm. you know, but there should not be any rules that say, you right, know, based on class. Right, right. right. And that's because, hey, if you're not in that class or you're not in that economic class, we don't mm-hmm. want you in that mm-hmm. economic class. That's the way I see it. Right. You know, now I'm sure there's some legal reasons for it, but it all amounts to a bunch of bull. Right. <laughs> Wow, you're right. It's two hundred thousand as an individual, three hundred and fifty thousand as a joint couple, and you have to have you have to show a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Now, how do you get there? How you get? That's the thing. <laughs> Good luck, because you didn't get your forty acres in a mule, did you? <laughs> how you get there? That's worth That's maybe twelve or thirteen million right now. How about That's it? Right how about that. That's the game. Since you didn't get that head start, you gotta you gotta hustle, brother. You gotta get to work. <laughs> get busy. Mm-hmm. It's wow. insane. See, that's why I love these uh, conversations. Yes. yes. Dope. It don't get Dope. no better. Dope. Oh man, let's do it again. We have to. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank Alonzo Waller, our former captain. Big he's bro, still, he's still our captain. Big bro, he's, he's my captain now. I need him. <laughs> Call him. Hey. I need him on speed. <laughs> Big yeah. bro, thank you guys for having me, man. Nah, I, thank I you appreciate it. Can you please come back again? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I need him six, seven times a year. I'm gonna well, have, well, have to invest in y'all. Absolutely, <laughs> please do. Do I need to be accredited? <laughs> <laughs> Your titles, whatever title you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Phenomenal episode and ladies and gentlemen, episode 57 2.0. I don't get no better. This is perfect. Everybody stay safe. 
Keep listening to us. Keep tuning in. Because we're here for the right reasons. You know? We're the new wave of law enforcement. And this is what it should be. Yeah, we're the changing of the guard for this podcast stuff. Absolutely. And don't forget the website, www.silverbackchronicles.com. Don't forget us on Instagram, silverbackpod, P-O-D. And uh, keep following us. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Spring collection coming soon. That's right. Absolutely. You gotta be fly. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna link it to YouTube and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna be there. yeah, we're gonna be on YouTube. I know, you know, we we just wanna crank out material. Yeah. But you know, we're gonna yeah. be so you can see our face, so you can get a nice visual effect of how we operate yeah. us in the studio. We're gonna get a YouTube momentarily. We got a couple joints on there, but we're just trying to push content because yeah. the world needs to hear content. Content. Yeah, excuse us. We're just cops. Just trying to. Sorry. We don't know the camera. I'm not too big in that <laughs> cinematography. All right? right. We're working on it. Getting there. We're working. Wow. <laughs> Come through if you know how to edit. Right. Yeah. For real. For sure. Listen. As, listen, as we grow, you grow. We'll, we'll we are a game. Listen, we are game stock stock. I'm telling you. So. Absolutely. You see how I jump. Yeah. But, uh, Everybody, stay safe. Cap, you got anything to shout out? Nah, just thank you for having me and uh, stay safe, everybody. All right, guys, we love you. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace and love. Peace and love. The views and opinions expressed on the Silverback Podcast are those of the hosts, producers, and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the federal, state, or local government. This includes, but not exclusive to, the Department of Defense and or the Baltimore City Police Department.